Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now, with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Hey, everybody, welcome back to Silver and Black Today. From the NFL Combine, thanks for being with me, Scott Branson, along with Mo Moten here, and uh, we got lots to talk about. Mo, uh, I know you've been you've been covering the Combine from your lair, right? Correct. You're uh, you're doing okay there on your own. Yeah, just uh, keeping up with all the uh, Combine news and information coming out. Yeah. No uh, doubt. Around the league stuff is just uh, it's a lot going on. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, being in the middle of it, it's it's quite the spectacle watching uh, everybody fend for themselves over players and coaches. Of course, uh, on on Wednesday, uh, we or excuse me, on Tuesday, we saw coaches, GMs, got some time with uh, Tom Telesco, who talked about the Raiders. He talked about Josh Jacobs. So we'll dive into that a little bit uh, from here because that news is broken. And also, do us a favor. Make sure if you don't already subscribe to the podcast, do so wherever you get your audio. Just look for Silver and Black today. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. Uh, subscribe there as well. Hit that notifications bell and give us a thumbs up. But Mo, yesterday, Tom Telesco spoke to the media. He talked about a couple key issues. One was uh, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, uh, they, they he keeps reasserting, unlike the Giants, who the other day said that they didn't take the tag off the table with their own running back, which is Saquon Barkley. But with the Raiders, uh, they are saying that, no, we want to try to work out a deal with him. Uh, and this falls in line with what we talked about on the last show. And you and you uh, wrote a story up on Sports Not About, which was about the fact that it, it's it's likely that they try to sign him. Uh, and, and he said, hey, you know, we're going to do what we can to to go after Josh Jacobs and bring him back to the silver and black. So hopefully they have a couple weeks to do that before free agents, uh, agency officially starts. And clearly, um, you know, I'm sure his people are having conversations here at this meeting in Indianapolis, uh, but uh, it looks good. They're going to make their best their best effort to bring Josh Jacobs back to Las Vegas. 
Yeah, as I've been saying the past couple of weeks, I thought it was a poss- strong possibility that he is back. And I got the sense of that because of the fact where the Raiders are, where they're going. It's mm. They're not, I said this on the X yesterday, on Tuesday, that this is not a team that's going to completely deconstruct their roster. Yes, they do have needs at quarterback across the offensive line. I think they need another defensive lineman at defensive tackle. Now the cornerback would do, but they're not going to uh, start over, and so to speak. So, and I get running backs drop off after a certain age. I understand the analytics of it. I understand not paying a running back big money because you could spend that in other places. I get all of that. But as I pointed out in the sports not piece, that it's it's important to understand that when you're building a football team, you technically want leadership right? You want leadership mm-hmm. at different positions. And Josh Jacobs was a captain on that team over the past you know, year or so when he was appointed by the players at the end of the 2022 season. AP, when he took over the team, that offense was, Josh Jacobs was the focal point of that offense. And if you listen to AP talk, he wants a physical football team. If you listen to Tom Telesco, he wants multiple running backs. So I expect Josh Jacobs to be, to be back. I think there's a strong possibility he is back but not handling 15 to 20 carries. I think it'll be more of an even split between him and Zemir White. Yeah, we've we've actually seen a lot of that discussed here as I went uh, podium to podium on Tuesday with coaches and GMs. Uh, that was the underlying thought. Of course, that also relates to the fact that there's a big free agent market out there and teams don't want to overpay for, for running backs and they're not going to. So they, they all talked about, we saw it in Baltimore, uh, talking about the situation there saying, yeah, we're going to, we're going to have this this committee of running backs. We saw it too uh, with the Chargers. Obviously, they're they're letting Austin Eckler go into the free agent pool. So so that seems to be the prevailing thought here. The other thing that Tom Telesco talked about, and and uh, he he talked about getting to know the team, right? Getting to know the Rays team. And we put up a clip on Tuesday where he talked about what surprised him, and he talked about the fact that uh, how tough the Raiders team was down the stretch after Antonio Pierce took over, and the kind of mental toughness getting through the adversity they went through and then playing pretty well over the last nine games. So that was one thing you mentioned. The other thing was he was asked, of course, the talk of the combine for the Raiders continues to be the quarterback position. What are they going to do? Are they going to move up? Prevailing thought in talking to folks here around the league is yes, they're going to do their best to do it. doesn't mean they will. They're going to try though. And when Telesco was asked about what he's looking for in a quarterback, he said two things, Mo, primarily. And it wasn't a big arm. It wasn't mobility. It was, it was toughness and leadership, right, which are, are both qualities you do need from a quarterback. So when you, when you see comments on that, it's not really uh, directional. It's not like, oh, that tells us which guy they like, right? But uh, I think it, it, it shows that the mentality, we can get caught up in evaluating players based on uh, how they throw the ball, how they move in the pocket, whatever their strengths or weaknesses are. Uh, but at the end of the day, the Raiders are looking at a quarterback, whether he be a veteran or a rookie, who's going to be tough and is going to be somebody who's going to come in and command that huddle immediately. It's kind of similar to what Dave Ziggler talked about with the Nick up tangibles of yep. Aiden O'Connell. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Dave Ziggler pointed that out after they drafted him, uh, O'Connell, in the fourth round, that it, it wasn't about it wasn't so much about what he could do on the field, but his neck up, his mentality, his, his, uh, his attitude in the huddle. Mm-hmm. How he's able to command the huddle. I think that's something that's overlooked when we talk about quarterback prospects, 
But apparently, not apparently, I think most teams look for that in a quarterback because it is a leadership position. Guys have to look to that guy when, you know, you're driving down the field in the fourth quarter and be able to believe in that guy getting you down the field. So it is an important trait and quality. But as you said, doesn't really tell us what, you know, who they're leaning toward. And I think Telesco did a good job of doing the whole GM speak where he didn't, he said a lot and didn't say much of anything. (laughs) Correct. And and they all do it. Uh, believe me, there you know there were some that were a little more forward, depending on their teams and their situations. And you can understand that every situation is different. But but I, I continue to hear the discussion here and and from from media from around the league that uh, they all believe that the Raiders are making the play for Jaden Daniels based on the relationship with Antonio Pierce. And so we'll see. That means they would have to get to that third spot we've talked about for a couple of weeks here, Mo. Uh, with the Patriots. So, so, you know, who knows what'll happen and if they're able to do that, but by and large, everyone, and I know not all, all fans agree, but everyone here agrees that the Raiders need to figure out the quarterback position. Yes, they have other needs. There's no question. And we'll talk about some of those as well, but um, uh, all eyes are on that. And you would expect it. We'll see uh, who, who they look at. Obviously Daniel's May and Williams are not throwing at the combine. They're not going to work out here. They're going to have their own pro days and do that there. But what was interesting, and we talked about this before, but like the combine, some, some, there's conversation around here, like how is it, is it really, now it's a fan event. It's a lot of media. Obviously it's like a media convention here. You get to kind of see everybody uh, at least once a year or twice a year if you go to the Super Bowl. And the question is becoming, you know, is this really needed anymore? And you talk to some, folks from the teams and what they tell you is not really because to them 90% of what they already think about a player is there and it's all based on the tape a 15 minute meeting as um, as we heard yesterday from various coaches and GMs a 15 minute meeting is not going to change you know they're not going to walk out of a 15 minute and say that's the guy you know <laughs> you're going to yeah you get to meet him face to face but you already know from the tape and that's what matters it's a game and yes, you got to make sure that they don't have major character flaws because you're investing a lot of money in them. But at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. What up, y'all? It's your boy, Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Right. I think Tom Telesco said the 15 to 20 meeting, 20 minute meeting is nice. He used the word nice, yeah. but he said, you know, our, our department, our scouting department has already done all the background work yeah. on these players. So it's more, I would say it's more of a confirmation of what they did their homework already. Already, right. So they've already done the digging. So now they just get to meet the player in person to kind of match the background check with the person in real time. So mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't say it's not needed, it is great for the fans because, like I said, it gets fans introduced to some of these players because, let's be honest, a lot of people don't know – wouldn't know these players if they walk by them in the street in the grocery store, right? <laughs> so this is this is the first introduction to, to, the, to the masses uh, for, the, for these a lot of these combine participants. So the teams have done their homework, but it's mm-hmm. great to get people involved on the outside to say this is such and such. You know, this is Byron Murphy the second. This is JC Layton. This is what it looks like. This is how he runs. This is how he uh, moves. Yeah. Right. So I think it's important um for the product on the outside, but the teams 
as you said, for the most part, they're still putting together their board. There are certain things I think medicals are still important. Huge. I think certain things that you can look at during some of these drills, you may look back at the film and say, oh, I didn't notice that initially. Mm -hmm. Maybe I need to look back at that. There's some things that you confirmation that you check back on. But for the most part, these teams have done their homework. Well, and I thought one of the interesting points he made yesterday, too, was because there was a question about him evaluating quarterbacks. And, and, and it was phrased in a way that was like, hey, well, you know, you had your quarterback there in L.A., uh, but he made the point and he said, we evaluate every position every year, whether it's a needed position or not. Right. Yeah. So you, you always need to know what's going on in the league because you never know you're going to play that player. Number one. Number two, you never know when you might have an opportunity later on in their career to sign them or you have another job, you know, you, you just don't know. And I think that's important too. And, and we've talked about those positions of need for the Raiders. And one of the positions of needs that we've talked about that's not real high on the list, but still is there was at linebacker. You and I've talked about that for a year. And um, I just was downstairs and listened to Chris Braswell from Alabama, one of the top linebackers in the draft who met with the Raiders. So I'm gonna play that, uh, that clip here for everybody. Here's Chris Braswell from Alabama. Yeah, I had met uh, the Raiders and whatnot. Yeah, it'd be great to go out there and play with guys like Zach and all those guys. Like, they're all great pass rushers, great D lines, great D line coach, great system, great team. What was it like to get to uh, meet Antonio Pierce? Oh, it was great. You know, he, he's definitely a uh, team guy, uh, more like player related, like midterm as a player. Well, there you go. Just a quick clip there from Braswell. Obviously, he met with the Raiders already uh so that that's a that's a good sign a heck of a player by the way uh but but it goes to show you that you have to do your due diligence you have to meet with everybody position wise because you don't know mo we talked about it with the quarterback you don't know how the draft board's going to end up you don't know what happens whether you trade up trade down or players that are on your board go earlier than you anticipated and suddenly you find yourself in a position like wow the first four guys we want are gone what do we do uh and so that's why you you talk to those guys and you get ready uh, so that you can you can make that choice uh, when the clock is on you. So um, interesting there, but I do think that uh, there's going to be a lot of names that you'll see uh, of, about the Raiders uh, meeting with, and you kind of be like, why are they meeting with this person? Why are they meeting? And it's it's all that. It's all just about due diligence and getting to know all those players at, at all the positions because you don't know what's going to happen between now and draft day. Yeah, you like I said, I think for the most part mm -hmm. the. Teams' draft boards are coming together or already, for the most part, put together. You know, you're sliding guys based on certain little things. Maybe you slot a guy two spots here, two spots there. But, you know, you're, you're just getting to know players and just kind of match the faces with the numbers. And, again, the background checks that you've done. And you go into the draft thinking, okay, what's plan? We know what plan A is, but we have to have a plan B, E, F, because trades mm -hmm. happen. Guys get pulled off the board may move a guy off the board because of um, something with his medicals. You, you may have an interview. I know Tom Tusco said you don't learn much out of the 15 to 20 minutes, but there could be something there that, you know, didn't cross your path, didn't cross your radar before you interview with the person that you, that may move him up or down the board. When it comes to quarterbacks, a lot of us are on the whiteboard, so they're drawing up plays, and that may influence your decision on who you draft. I know I read that the Patriots – Chad Graff of The Athletic uh, wrote that the Patriots, if they're not overly impressed with the quarterbacks of the combine, they may consider drafting Marvin Harrison the third, mm. um, Marvin Harrison the second with a third overall pick. So there are certain situations where the combine can um, influence you one way or another. Well, and it, it's interesting, too, because some of that chatter, as you know, and we talk about it as well as 
there's a lot of uh, jockeying and positioning going on here too, because even if you're the Patriots and you float that story out there, it could be because you just want that pick to be higher valued, right? I mean, it already is at number mm-hmm. three, of course, but if, if, if somebody thinks you're really going to take that, that player, then now the Cardinals might be motivated to do something else or, or another team that wants a quarterback like the Raiders might be willing to do something else. So it's always fun to watch that. And, and it, it does change by the hour here when you're on the ground, you hear one thing and then it goes the other way. Uh, but, but we're going to talk about some of that when we come back to after the first break uh, about uh, what's happening here at the combine and get some of your observations too. All right. You're listening to silver and black today. Scott Branson from the combine and also Mo Moten here with you. We'll be back right after this.